Well, welcome to another episode of Leadership Matters. I'm here with my good friend and colleague, Pastor Phil Shields. How are you doing today, Phil? I'm great, Kel. It is good to be back and to be uh, talking some really great stuff on the podcast today. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I think just because of what we have picked to talk about, you know, when you're in the middle of a race or a big project, like we all have been this past year, it's like one giant project of COVID. Um, it is such a welcome relief to have someone give you permission to downshift to a lower speed and slow down. It gives you an opportunity to check the gauges and pay attention to what's going on um, in the vehicle, but also like this opportunity to shift your weight and get more comfortable and do a little self-care, you know, if you pull into that pit stop. So I think that's kind of what I want to do today. And it gives permission to all of us, not only permission, but actually inviting everyone who's listening to slow down and take notice. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. So what I've noticed, Phil, is that we have amazingly brilliant people in leadership at our church. Have you ever seen that before? Uh, I have seen it over the last 14 months. (laughs) In unbelievable ways. What have you seen, Phil? Man, I am so pumped about our life group leaders, our adult community leaders, uh, the men's ministry leaders um, that I get to work with and how creative they have been in keeping people into community and caring for people when uh, so much uncertainty was around us Um, and just thinking through that. And then like thinking through just even uh, Sunday mornings, these leaders that are caring for little kids who don't want to keep a mask on and yet they're trying to help them and care for them. And um, so it's just been amazing to see how brilliant these leaders have been. What about you? You know, same thing, Phil, watching leaders um, adjust and be flexible and figure out how to do things that have never been done before or doing maybe the same thing they used to do, but in an entirely new way. Um, The women's leaders, the teaching teams, um, our support group ministries that when you think about what's going on in the world and the need for people to lean into Jesus in their grief or in the hardships of marriage and divorces and, um, you know, just all the things that are going on. And it's all of our leaders that are making it possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, as we look at that and think of all that they've done, I love how you started this uh, episode of just that downshift and the uh, thinking that you and I had was kind of moving into what are the, the three R's that our leaders can focus on as we do downshift in, in this summer period. And those three R's are simply this, recovery, rest, and rejuvenation. And so I want to ask uh, all of you that are listening to do something right now, and that's to just sit back and to think for a second, take a deep breath and possibly even pause this podcast right now and answer the question of how do you feel? Uh, 
how are you, how's your soul right now? How's your mind? How's your physical body? What are you feeling as you have led through one of the most uh, incredibly changing times in history? And, and how do you feel? So I want to encourage you to think about that. And, and um, in fact, if you want to uh, pause this right now, and maybe even jot down some things of how do you feel? So if you have uh, paused this and you're coming back uh, on with us, welcome. Uh, but we want to jump into this and talk about the three words and how they relate to how we're feeling, how our bodies are feeling and, and how we need to operate and actually be even more brilliant leaders than we already have been. So Kel, why don't you start by talking about that first R? Well, I love this first one. It's been such a big part of life for me and so many members of my family. We understand the word recovery, how important it is um, to do, whether it's recovery from an injury or recovery for a, an addiction or recovery mm -hmm. from like what we're talking about, like a yeah. very stressful intense phase of life and then the need for a recovery um we looked it up the definition is to to recover is to return to a normal state of your body mind and spirit it's the action or process of regaining possession or control of something that was stolen or lost along mm. the way. And I have to think about everything that our leaders have been doing. I feel like you and I have been right alongside them doing the same thing. And that is prioritizing the priorities. And that is loving people, shepherding, discipling, and keeping people connected to God, to his word, to his people, to his church at a time when it felt like everything was drawing people away. And in the process of doing that, we have to wonder what has been lost. And maybe another mm -hmm. way to look mm -hmm. at it as a leader is what has been drained from us, you know, has yeah. our energy or our passion or, you know, just some mental health or soul care things been drained out of, you know, as we've spent it to be able to do this good work. And the need of recovery is so real for us. So I think if people haven't already paused to think about how do they feel, maybe this would be a good time for them to pause and think about what has been poured out or what mm, has drained yeah. and take stock of that um, yeah. and, and take a look at that. Because if we aren't replenished in the work of recovery, We'll just keep going. We'll go in our lives, whether it's as a daughter, a son, a husband, a wife, a worker, or a boss, or a parent, or a neighbor, or a friend. We're going to go about all of those relationships and all of those things that are so important in life, and we'll do them either half empty or on fumes sometimes. Yeah. And don't we want to replenish? Yeah. You know, and for me, Phil, the work of replenishing, the work of recovery almost never happens just naturally. Like it has to be something we intentionally go about. 
Um, so I want to encourage everybody to, to look at those things and assess and figure out what it is that you need to recover. Yeah. I like that. Cause I, I think it's, uh, it's important to even say, um, it is okay to say that you need some recovery. Like that is not a bad thing. That's a great, good thing. And so it's encouraging to just hear you kind of lead us into that on um, if we're going to be the good leader, the good parent, the good neighbor, um, the good friend, it's going to be um, found in stating that we need some recovery. Well, that second word is uh, that we were talking through was rest and rest is a part of recovery. Um, but rest, um, but recovery is going to usually include more things than rest, but rest is actually a different pace. And so as we move into this season of summer, I think it's uh, really important for us to think about a new pace. And the reason that is so important for us is because it opens up some new opportunities and new mindsets for creative thinking um, that we don't normally get uh, in our regular season. So I would imagine for some of us, uh, I would imagine for you, for me, during the last 14 months, um, we were just kind of making things go and try to push hard. And in this time of rest, it might be that we see some things that we've never realized even around our home that we can put some time into or people that are next door that we could put some time into and rest will help us see um, kind of those new areas where we can just grow and enjoy. Now, for some of us, rest is actually curling up on the couch and watching a good movie or reading a good book. Um, maybe it's taking a nap. And then for others of us, there's going to be rest where it means you just got to be around people laughing and mm -hmm. enjoying others, enjoying the warm weather, maybe going for a run or, or doing one of the, the favorite things that you do in the summer. But whatever it is, rest can be found in, a, in many different ways for different people. But you need to figure out the best form of rest for you. How are you going to downshift and, and find uh, that rest that you need? And so I want to encourage you leaders to uh, be thinking about that. And in rest, I think it's a great opportunity for us to look at what are the spiritual disciplines that are going to actually help me rest? Mm -hmm. You know, there's this quote that um, from... Uh, a book that we really enjoy that we'll uh, talk about in just a little bit, but there's this quote from Henry Nouwen and Henry Nouwen says this spiritual disciplines are means to prevent everything in your life from being filled up. It means somewhere you're not occupied and you're certainly not preoccupied. It means to create that space in which something can happen that you haven't, that you hadn't planned on or counted on. And it's such a, a beautiful thing that it's rest and the spiritual discipline of rest can lead us 
into that. And so just here briefly, we, we want to kind of, uh, in the rest, give you some thoughts on maybe some spiritual disciplines to put in your life. So the first one I wanted to kind of talk about was journaling. Um, I know for some of you men, you might be going, oh, journaling, I'm not going to write down all my feelings and that's fine, but I want to encourage you to go get a manly journal and jot down some, some thoughts on, you know, what has God done in the past year? Maybe you just need to spend some time remembering about what God has spoken into your life and, and write that down. Maybe you need to write down some prayers of where he has you and, and where he's going to take you. Um, but take some time to just start thinking and remembering what has God been doing. There's another uh, thing that I have on my iPad called the five-minute journal, and it asks you some just very simple questions and you can fill it in every day. And it, it takes you on a journey spiritually of where you've been, what God's been doing, but journaling helps you process the seasons of life. And then a couple of weeks ago, Kel, I, uh, I challenged some of our men to think about how they are going to approach devotional reading. Now that can be uh, maybe just reading from the ch all church reading plan and, and really spending time meditating on those um, the words that you find in the daily reading, but it could also mean that you are looking at a, a book, a devotional book, and you're processing things so that you can really soak in God's word and, and say, how is God wanting to speak to me through that? And so I really find that journaling and devotional reading is a, a powerful tool. What have you found, Kel? So Phil, I, um, love to be around people. So mm -hmm. I feel like one of the things that is a growth path for me is to do what is a little uncomfortable and mm -hmm. discover some things that wouldn't happen in my normal day. So I've been trying to take advantages of times where I can practice silence, which feels like torture sometimes, <laughs> you know, but in silence, I start to pay attention to what's around and I start to be able to hear what's in my heart and I can hear a little better. I think yeah. just remembering God's words and remembering things and paying attention and solitude okay. alone. Cause I'm one of those persons when you said, what's your rest look like? I'm like either a nap or being with my friends yeah. laughing, but honestly, solitude and that time alone. Those things are, are not my normal, which I think is why I don't get those, uh, experiences of growth. If I'm not intentional about doing them, um, the contemplative prayers and, you know, just different things that are practices that I don't normally do. I'm like you, I've discovered this app that's called first 15 mm. and i I go through that pretty much most days and it has scripture and it has um, time for you to spend in prayer and some worship. And it really helps me in my mornings to be centered and spend that time with God in a way that replenishes before I start pouring out for the day. So, I yeah, I do think when one thing that was hitting me when you were talking about journaling is I think most people, whether you're male or female, um, we just experience what we experience through the day and not all the time go back and reflect yeah. and not all the time um, remember and then process yeah. so that we then 
gain all that there is to gain. So yeah, I would agree good. with everything you said. Yeah, that's good. And then I think, Phil, that last R is rejuvenation. One of the things I love the most about this, this word is what you and I have been talking about is that it isn't something we're going to go do. We're not going to go be rejuvenated. It's that when we are doing these other yeah. things, we will be rejuvenated. Love the fact that it talks about rejuvenation is to give new vigor, vigor to restore mm -hmm. to an original or a new state. It is a byproduct of the recovery, the rest, the other spiritual yeah. disciplines that we can do in this time. We want to be um, people who are full of the spirit. We want to be um, mm. filled back up and yeah. living in that. Um, you know, I, I think that it's not just so that people will return to ministry in the fall. It's because we love you. We love yeah. you, not just because you're a leader. We love you because you are our brothers and sisters. And we want all of us to be experiencing the fullness of what God has for us. Absolutely. So yeah. I look forward to being rejuvenated, to being replenished, to being refilled because I'm pretty sure most everyone I know does feel like this past year has been a time where we have been pouring out and for good purpose, but still being poured out. Yeah. So leaders, uh, just to encourage you, if you didn't pause at the beginning uh, of listening to this and just do a self-assessment, I want to encourage you to do that. Sit back. How's your body? How's your mind? Where are you at uh, in your spiritual life? What is it that you want to hear God speak into you and just kind of assess some of that? And so um, in order for us to kind of move into a conclusion here, just want to encourage you to think about the tools and what life could be like if you take some intentional steps this summer. So I want to encourage you to set a specific time in your calendar. Um, you can, if you want to shoot for like three mornings a week that you set some time aside or a, a day um, and put that on your calendar, be intentional and then really stick to it. Decide what that plan is going to be of just diving into maybe some new spiritual disciplines and setting the specific time of where you're going to do that so that you can really uh, start in that process of recovery, rest, and rejuvenation. Um, Kelly, we wanted to also share just some uh, resources with people uh, that might be helpful to even do during that um, specific time. So what, what do you have? So I would say that the very, very first resource is going to be if you're a leader and you have a coach, your coach is there to help you in all the kinds of ways that they can to pray with you and pray for you and connect you to whatever it is you might need to be connected to. If you're a coach, your ministry staff leader is there for you. So use those relationships um, in ways that are not just passing on responsibilities and tasks, but they're providing care and love and support for you. Um, and then the other things that I would love to share is this book that we have been using. I've been using it as a resource for several years. It's called Spiritual Disciplines Handbook 
by Adele Calhoun, and it's full of all kinds of different practices. And when you do that assessment, you're going to figure out what it is that would be most applicable, most helpful to you. And then you can choose something that God leads you to that seems like it would fill up that right spot in your life. And then there's, you know, Phil and I went to Pastor Hannibal a couple of weeks ago and asked him for some recommendations on resources as well. And, you know, referred back to some oldies, but goodies, you know, spiritual um, spirit of the disciplines by Willard and celebration of disciplines by Foster sacred rhythms by Ruth Haley Barton. And they're just so good. I would highly recommend them. Yeah. So three others that I have just found uh, recently that have been really good for me is uh, a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. It's a fabulous book. I would encourage everybody to read that. Uh, Working the Angles by Eugene Peterson. Uh, Eugene Peterson knows ministry and he just knows how to write to the heart of uh, a leader. And so that's a great read. And then uh, Restoring the Wonder by Mike Cosper is is another um, just great read, short read, uh, but a great resource if you are going to look at taking some intentional time to recover, rest, and rejuvenate. So that's all we got today, Kel. That's a I lot. Know. It is a lot, <laughs> but it's all the good stuff. It's so good. Yeah, and, it is. you know, to me, this feels extra special because so many times we're talking about the role of a leader in the life of another disciple. And today is about you, the leader who is a disciple. And we love you. God loves you. And he doesn't love you because of what you do. He just loves you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he never wants us to be so, so burdened that he isn't filling us up and uh, giving to us what we need. So we want to just thank you for everything that we know of that you've done in the past year. And thank you for all the incredible things that we are sure we don't know. We would love to hear from you. We would love for you to let us know um, different things to celebrate from the past year um, and any ways that we can support you. But use the time, schedule the time, plan the time. And then I would add guard the time yeah. just because you put it in your calendar doesn't mean you'll do it unless you guard it yeah so thank you for everything you do and have a great rest of the day thanks leaders 